We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs> Hold on, I uh, meeting. Oh, yeah, got it. That's how you know we started. Yeah, nailed yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're all good. Half <laughs> half of us are in a different spot, and then we've got cousin Greg on the pod today. So yeah, very special episode. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I, I feel like he's a perfect guest because what what's the Phillies record since the beginning of June? Like, <laughs> oh, holy crap! Yeah, didn't I yeah. text you guys uh, on our thread about that the other day? Yeah. yeah. Outside of the uh, the Dodgers and the Braves, the Phillies are have the third best record uh, in in the since June first. Yeah, yeah Rob Thompson, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so he yeah, must have it's... figured out like all the bad things Girardi was doing, and like does the opposite <laughs> or something. Like yeah, all the all the good teams in baseball this year just have the the Yankee aura just oozing out of them, like the Phillies and the Mets. Like they're all former Yankees, and they're just taking all the wins away. From what like people were saying about Rob Thompson, he was like just like that guy that everyone wished like had the opportunity to be a manager. Like he he's had, you know, he he's the kind of guy that that people want to play for. Uh obviously it's showing now. Uh they did lose today to the Marlins. Um to snap the streak and and Schwarber went out with a, a calf sprain. Uh-huh. questionable for the series against the Mets. So they do have, they have two big series coming up over the next 10 days against the Mets. That'll be a, you know, a big one, but they definitely uh, battled their way back into the wild card. I just saw this today. The Dodgers are 32 and five in their last 37 games. The nationals, the nationals have 39 wins or 37, wins. 37 <laughs> oh wins all God. year. <laughs> that's that's so awesome. fucking depressing. And Joey Gallo is hitting an eight, at an 800 OPS for the Dodgers. Of course he is. Oh, your yeah. boy Joey's got some got some hot takes about Yankee fans and just being more relaxed. And you 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 just gotta like when you get when next time you're you're feeling good, Matt, just open up your phone, listen to the Joey Gallo interviews with the, with the Dodgers about how happy he is and how much New York sucks and the fans are hard on him and all that stuff. You'll you'll have a great time. It's and, I mean, that's okay. Sometimes you're good under pressure, and sometimes your last name is Gray or Gallo. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I actually agree with Michael K on this, like a day or two or something like after the deadline, K went on like a big rant about it because one of these Gallo interviews had come out where Gallo was being all like, woe is me. New York is so tough. The fans are so tough, blah, 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 blah. 
And Kay was like, listen, like, don't pull that shit when you literally just had, like, the worst stretch of, like, a full season in, like, Yankees history of, like, you know, like, if you look at, if you look at 500, 500, a 500 plate appearance uh, 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 stretch of time in Yankee history, you're not going to find much worse than what Joey Gallo just did between 21 and 22. And it's like, I get it. Like, if they were yelling shit at him in the street, like, that's kind of messed up. I get that. But, like, anything else? Like, dude, you were fucking horrible. Like, uh, yeah, he's good for Joey. That's in, in our, my, my buddies from college. Uh, so, in the text thread that we're in, um, there's a couple of Yankee fans, uh, Atlanta Braves fan, Dodgers fan. So, like, there's been, and, and obviously myself with the Phillies. So, there's been some, you know, some funny banter back and forth, especially after the gala. That like that was the whole big shtick from the Yankee fans to my buddy who's a Dodgers fan. But now you have Gallo, you know. But oh well. What was the? Uh, you sent me a text the other day. There before before they had won, they were like zero and five uh, since All Star break. I think yeah, they won Do- seven. Or Dodgers were six, six and zero oh since they traded. Uh, since they got Gallo, and, and it was the night that the Yankees ended up winning. But they were zero. They were, they were five. zero and five at yeah. that point. <laughs> yeah. I actually wore I wore a special hat for you guys tonight. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, oh, oh why do you have that? Uh, uh, so growing up, I was a huge and so Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, Griffey, right. has always been like him and Lenny Dykstra were my two favorite players growing Lenny up. Dykstra. Yeah, oh my god. Lenny Dykstra is he was like it for me when he came to the Phillies like I loved everything about him I I, I got to meet him when uh when I was working for the Phillies oh that's really uh cool. the only thing I could really come up with the words to say to him was you're Lenny Dykstra uh, <laughs> he was pretty cool about it so boys boys cousin Greg was at the fiasco that was Pete Rose. <laughs> oh my God, you were there. Yeah, oh, uh, it was just classic Pete Rose. I mean, the, the, the whole shit. the whole bit was surfacing before, <laughs> like before the day, like that he had, you know, made reference to the uh, when the reporter had asked him the question, and he he you know he said that was fifty years ago, babe. Like that had happened before he he was on the field. So I was like, oh, here it is. Like, you know, Pete's getting into the good graces and then he's showing back up being regular Pete. But uh, that place, though, I took a video of it. That place, when they were announcing the 1980s team, they were doing the starting lineup. So everyone knew, you know, like second batter was going to be him. Everyone just got their cell phones out and they're all ready. The place went nuts. So uh, it was definitely, you know, pro Pete, uh, you know, everywhere in that stadium. What was what was the point of? Isn't it a forty-two year anniversary? Like who celebrates the forty-two year? Well, they didn't. They didn't do the the alumni weekends the last two years uh, with COVID. Oh, so that's what it was. So I this was yeah. the the forty anniversary of of the uh, of the nineteen eighty World Series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was wondering, like, what what's forty-two? Like. Yeah. 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 It was alumni weekend. You know, they usually have uh, they bring in all the teams, so they. You know, they made reference to guys who were on the 90, 93 team um, when they brought out guys that were on the 2008 team. You know, like they would say they just brought out a whole bunch of guys. But then they were saying, here's, you know, members of the 2008, you know, World Series uh, winning team. And they, you know, they came on the field and then they went through all of the the 80 guys. They, they did the, the relievers. 
Um, then they did the starting pitchers and they did uh, the reserves and then they announced the starting lineup and it was all uh, done by uh, Don Baker who was uh, honored that. So that was Sunday. So he was honored on Friday night for being uh, with the Phillies for 50 years. 1972 is when he started. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Pete I don't Rose. know. That Pete, Pete Rose thing is a little, <laughs> little crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. He, I get, things will never change. He's down there. You weren't even, you weren't even alive back then. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> uh, I mean, I was, I was on the side of like, I mean, there's a time and a place, I guess, to ask the question, but oh, well. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, what are we drinking, boys? We all, I see we all got beers. So let's well, talk. Well, about let's it. start with cousin Greg. Cause he's got a special one tonight. Yeah. Our so, friends at Hysteria Brewing. Yeah. So shout out to my buddy, Jeff Lopes, uh, Hysteria Brewing, Brewing. Um, I got, this is their, their newest one. This says that it's edition six of it, but it's, it's called uh, Gotta Haze Em All. Um, obviously for you Pokemon players, Gatano was like all over this. He was like, <laughs> can you take a picture of that and send it to me? And I was like, I'm not sending a picture of alcoholic beverage uh, for you to be sending around to your friends. So no. um, but this is, it's an American IPA and it is actually delicious it has notes of tropical fruit citrus dank and candied fruit um it's got a rating of three stars on the f yeah um <laughs> you guys you guys drank the, the that's the one guy that works so that's his like big pickup line the uh, the f yeah so uh but yeah thanks to jeff and and them i, I drink it out of a wine glass um i like to get the aroma um, you know, I like to, yeah, there it is. Uh, so that's number one for tonight. I asked Colin if I was allowed to have two, uh, in case it got there. Um, so I do have another special one for number two. If, if I get there. Oh yeah. I gave him, I gave him the behind the scenes and, and how things normally work every episode. Yeah. Well, that's, I said, I don't know if I normally see them drinking too. I said, I don't know if that's appropriate. Like last time I, I kind of like, I didn't go for the second one, but this time I was like, I, I don't have any school last yeah, time. Go I go for it. School the next yeah. day. So yeah, I've been known to go for two or three. So don't worry. Yeah. 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 This is excellent. This is, oh, by the way, this is uh seven and a half percent. It says, so that's pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. No, thank you. So before you got on, we were talking with Ethan because Ethan visited probably the most second or third most famous brewery in the world today. Yeah, awesome. um, beer heaven, uh, Treehouse Brewing, um, the Charlton location, which is only 45 minutes from my parents' house in Connecticut, which is where I am this week. I've been house sitting and dog sitting and cat sitting and garden sitting. Nice, and, um, nice. So I went and I picked up a, uh, a massive haul for, for Matt and myself. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm having one tonight. And the one I'm having tonight is called Shore King. Um and it is a rendition of their of their King Julius, which is one of their most famous. Um, their King Julius is just like a classic, like hazy IPA. But Treehouse, their IP, like their hazy IPAs are like the best, right? I mean, we're talking top tier, right? Like nothing, nothing, nobody's better, right? Um, but this one is King Julius, but featuring a blend of passion fruit and guava puree. 
And, and I was just curious. Yikes. I was like, you know what? Like normally too much fruit, it bothers me. But I was like, Treehouse, they, I mean, it's fucking Treehouse. Like it's probably good. Um, so I wanted to try it. And Matt, there's one for you. This one was just a two pack, but um, it's good. It's good. I mean, Treehouse, but it's maybe a little too fruity for me, but it, it is very tasty and it's nice for like, you know, a hot, hot summer night and stuff like that for sure. So. Yeah. So for the uninitiated, you know, we've talked about them before. It's, it's like Disney world for beer fanatics, mm. but um, you know, it, it's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. They have just like a fanatical attention to detail and quality. So they are one that just any, anything you get from them is going to be delicious. Like they, then even if you don't like it, it's going to be true to style. So you may not like it, but it's going to be what that style should taste like. They're, they're phenomenal. Yeah. So very exciting. Colin, what do you got? I've got, so I'm pretty much an exclusive IPA drinker, at least on the pod and kind of in general, but I was, was doing some grocery shopping and came across, wait, how do I do it again? In front of you. Yeah. Pump pumpkin ale. First one of the season. Wow. In um, August. Uh, Nota, Nota Brewing, one of the notable breweries down here in Charlotte. Um, 6.4. So so it's hitting hitting pretty good. But um, yeah, I was like, it's I mean, it's it's obviously awfully hot down here uh, at, at this point. But I was like, I'm in my air conditioning. The pumpkin looks good. It's going to drive my wife crazy because she wants it, but she's pregnant. Mm. So like all right let's let's do it it's good <laughs> well the the beer i just finished is from uh, a place in miami called jay wakefield brewing oh look at the puppy the pod, the pod dog the pod pup this, this is tess who has no concept of personal space anyway sorry to interrupt matt continue um so it's called buried in oak it's a baltic uh, baltic porter style lager um so essentially like a, a dark lager or a baltic porter um Jay Wakefield's another very, among beer nerd circles, is very, very well known down in Miami um, for their, you know, well, pretty much everything they brew, their stouts, their dub, double IPAs and their sours, but really good place. Uh, a little, little air pretension down there for a while, but really good place. Uh, they're on my list to visit. Uh, I just was happy that they, for some reason, a couple cans were for sale up in Pennsylvania, so I jumped out. So uh, it was so good. I finished it in half an hour <laughs> well done <laughs> so half i've got i've got an time. adult beer lined up next just you know just in case nice which i drank last week <laughs> for those for those keeping track yes i wonder i wonder if i wonder if someone would go back and track all of the different beers that we've talked about oh there's probably a reddit page somewhere for that <laughs> did, did two finish love beer log <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Someone will right. be right next to the. Be right next to the Ethan rants, and yeah, then right. Uh, right next to I don't know. There's got to be something else that that we do all the time, but podcast appearances. I don't know. Yeah. Joey Gallo mentions. Yeah. Oh, well, I was saying real nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Good one. Good one. Uh, did uh, cousin Greg? Did you find any um, any old uh, paraphernalia of yeah. Jabroni well, Bros? I was just I'm on the computer here trying to pull up uh, pull up the menu, uh, but 
I did find this is our old. Uh, I don't know. How, can you see it there? Yeah. Yeah. This is Jabroni Brothers. Old, this is, yeah, the Jabroni Brothers. Uh, this was our our uh, uh, our business card, and then on the back of it, we had a picture. So that's me uh, wearing the chef's jacket, and then that's the other Jabroni, my buddy Billy. Um, he and I are the ones that came up with the concept. That was actually at our old house in Southside. We were the first time we ever made pizza was for Gatano's. It had to be Gatano's first birthday party, maybe. Um, so it would have been like January of 2013. And that was the night before his party. We made all the pizza at the house um, and then we brought it uh, the next day. But it was just a concept that he and I came up with. We were we were kicking around like getting a food truck, um, you know, like we were gonna do something. We wanted to do something, and we came up with the Jabroni Brothers, and we were a traveling uh, we were a traveling pizza business, and we went to places including New York <laughs> to <laughs> school people in uh, how to make pizza and also. Uh, how to play beer, beer pong, pong. <laughs> <laughs> with stupid rules that I still don't understand. But the Randy uh, Johnson, Randy Johnson. <laughs> but well, but yeah, we had a blast for about a year and a half to two years. We did it, but then you know, my kids started getting a little bit older, started involved with sports. Uh, Billy, the other jabroni, uh, who's actually in my phone still as the jabroni broski. Uh, that's what's in, in my phone is his name, but, um, his wife is a dance instructor. So she's big into dance. He now has three kids, but at the time he had two daughters that were, you know, getting into dance. So, you know, just weekends got too busy for us to be able to go and do anything, but we've been, you know, talking about getting a, uh, uh getting the band back together and, and, and doing a little reunion tour here, maybe. So, uh, we'll see what uh, what the future lies for the Jabroni Brothers. Well, since you've got a professional on, I had a, I wouldn't call it a rant, but I just had like a conniption the other day. And I want to want to ask you your opinion because... I'm a pizza aficionado. It says so right on the I have a business card that says <laughs> Well, I'd like to hear, hear your opinion then on hot honey because I don't, I don't get it and I don't know why everyone's deciding to add it to their pizzas now. It's like, to me... Like, oh, this peach could use some hot sauce. Let's add a bunch of sugar. Like, I, I, I don't I don't like the flavor combination. I don't like that. Everyone decides they need to put it on their pizza. And it's it's like the worst of both. It's not very hot. It's not very sweet. It just tastes, to me, kind of like a mess on a pizza. But well, that's me. That's like Hawaiian pizza, like with, the, you know, pineapples and, and ham on it. Pineapples, they're awesome. Pineapples on pizza, forget about it. Like, that does should not happen um i mean i i haven't i haven't heard of this this honey craze um but i don't know i, I mean to each their own i guess i'd have to try yeah. it so look up look up hot honey it's like spicy pepper infused honey yeah and i'm seeing it like a lot of people if, if you're a, a new pizza place you have to put they they have hot honey pepperoni pizzas and it's like no just just put some hot sauce on there or some peppers or something. To me, if I were if I were gonna use that, to me it would it would be on like a on a white pizza, like with just you know, no sauce, like just cheese only. Like to me, that that's the combination that would work well with the hot honey. I I I, 
I can't really see putting uh, uh, like on a red sauce like that. But I've, I've heard I've heard weirder things in my day. So, <laughs> do you have a weirdest that you've heard? I mean, just I'm not talking about pizza here, but when oh, I okay, worked, okay, okay. when I worked for the Phillies, um, I worked with a, a couple of you know South Philly Italian like old ladies, and they had always talked about um, uh, they called it peanut butter chicken, but they would put chicken and peanut butter in their in their spaghetti sauce, like in their red sauce. Oh my god! They, would, they put ah. peanut butter, and I was like, I don't know. And, the one lady, Ruth, God, you know, God bless her. She she swore by it. She was like, no. She was, it was, I mean, not in these words, but don't knock it till you try it. And she was like, peanut butter chicken in the spaghetti sauce, it works. And to this day, I've always said, she gave me a recipe. I still have the recipe. To this day, I've never made it. And that was, I, I, haven't, I haven't worked for the Phillies in 18 years. So that's, it's almost 20 plus years that I've had that recipe. And I still won't venture my way to try it. I think Ruth is playing a long game to punk you. That's really what it is. Like <laughs> that would be an amazing. Play. Like you're gonna flip the recipe card over. And she, she's like gotcha. She gave, me, she gave me an original like uh, recipe from like 1940 or something. I felt like I don't know. The, there was there was three there was three women: uh, Marianne, uh, Angela, and Ruth. And they like they took me right in. Like they loved me. And uh, they they were always giving me recipes like here and there, um, so I don't know. I I trust Ruth, and she's Ruth is a lady that um, she says she can live every day on two items. So we we talked about I know I've, I've talked about like what's the the one food that you know if you can eat for the rest of your lifetime. For her, it was Philly uh, Philly pretzels and pizza. Ironically. She said, like, that was her, her thing. She can eat pretzels and pizza every single day. I don't think Ruth would steer me wrong. <laughs> I mean, I like her taste. I have to say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I want to speak really quickly in defense of hot honey. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So, so, first of all, now, I have not tried that many hot honey pizzas. But just as a concept, I want to defend it, first of all, because spicy and sweet is an amazing combination just in general. Like when spicy and sweet is done well, it's the fucking bomb. It's awesome. Think of like um, when you can you can get like some of those like spicy like Mexican hot uh, Mexican chocolate like ice creams and shit like that. You know, that's just one example that popped in my mind, but just like spicy and sweet in general, I love. Now, the one that I had that I that I loved for sure. I wish I could remember the name. In Libertyville, Illinois. Um, it's like one of the suburbs of Chicago. There's like a famous pizza joint. I can't remember the name of it. This is several years ago now, so they must have been on the maybe on the earlier side of the trend. I don't know, um, but they had like a hot honey pepperoni pizza, and it was fucking awesome. Like it was really, really delicious. So, I would say, Matt, that maybe you have had mediocre versions of it, or or maybe you're just not into spicy sweet, which is fine. But um, I would just say that I, I would, I would, I would say that I think it's absolutely worthwhile, and when it's done well, it it can be like really, really good. Now this isn't like a a Chicago thing, is it? Because that's also where I had. I don't think it is. Maybe it started there, but I I was not aware of that. So it, I had it at uh, the Ike and Oak Brewing Company in Woodbridge, Woodridge, Illinois, which is north of the Bowlingbrook. Okay. And I just I I just it it ruined the pizza. I mean, banana uh, peppers delicious, pepperoni delicious, hot honey 
get the fuck off my pizza. <laughs> uh, I, I had is- it at uh, I had it at Trophy Brewing, Matt, in in Raleigh. Um, I okay, just now, trophy, I just Trophy makes Trophy's pizza fucks. So uh, you yeah. Know, I'll, yeah, it uh, was it was so good. I just asked Kayla what it was because I, I can't remember, and and her and I were the ones that that had it, but it was so good. Like, just I I okay, didn't so, I didn't think I didn't think I could like pizza that wasn't just like Arcaro's pizza or Maroni's pizza as much <laughs> as that pizza. <laughs> okay, well I guess I guess we got to try Trophy then. We got to get the rally because so you know the last time I was at Trophy is when they were in their shoebox. Yeah, yeah, right, you know, right. Tiny, yeah. tiny little brewery. And like they give you your pizza, it's like bigger than your table. Yeah. Um, and delicious. Now that was 2012, though, sir. So you know, still delicious. Much bigger. But okay. every year, every year, our uh, our soccer team brings up uh, this guy uh, from Lancaster, PA, to train our team for a week. So he comes in. Um, he runs like a camp for four days. And he was here two weeks ago uh, doing a camp and he had heard me talking about Maroni's pizza. And of course, I mean, again, it, it is what it is. So there's, I, I, to me, Maroni sausage pizza, like if, if, if I'm dying on a sword for, for pizzas, like that's it. Like Maroni sausage. I know uncle John is obviously, he's a huge fan of, of that as well. So I was pretty much, I was hyping it up and, uh, Coach came back this week to a, a different high school in our area that he's he's good friends with with their head coach also, and he just sent me a picture, you know, a couple hours ago. Ironically, on on Pizza Talk night, uh, he was at Maroni's Pizza, so he went there tonight uh, to get Maroni's Pizza. Now I haven't heard anything back from him yet. I told him two weeks ago when he was here, you have to get the sausage, and if if you're daring enough. The hot sausage is actually really good, um, but I, I, I want to hear and see what he says. Now, in, in Lancaster, PA, I don't know what type of pizza he's getting out there. I can't imagine it's too good, though. Um, so I'm sure, you know, but to me, it's it's all it's all like preference of, of what you like. To me, pizza, I, there's not really a bad slice for me, um, but there is a lot of people that, you know, that like the sweet sauce versus uh, a traditional sauce that like different type of cheese um, on it there versus another type of cheese. Some people like square pizza, which really is rectangle. Some people like uh, <laughs> round pizza, which is really triangle, um, you know, and it is what it is. But for me, it's all about the dough. Like I'm, I'm a big uh, I'm a big carb guy. Um, as you probably, well, you can't see, but you can, you can see I'm a big carb guy. Um, so for me, it's all about the dough. Like if the dough is done right, like I'm the guy that when you get a square tray, I'm, I'm taking like three of the end pieces (laughs) and you'll fight me for them. Um, and then when I get, if it's a round tray, I'm always looking for like that, that crust. That's like the, you know, the, the puffiest, if you will. Uh, of it because i i like i'm i'm big on the crust you um, you guys and your your trays of pizza trays uh, <laughs> I, now, I, I, maybe we should call this like a recurring segment like pizza talk with a jabroni brother because <laughs> i'm liking this a lot like are you guys pies like is, is that what you guys reference it as yeah a pie so, or a sheet so if if you uh, if you go, our Facebook page is still active. If you go to, if you look up Jabroni Brothers, 
on Facebook. You can, you can find it. Um, and that's where I was actually, I'm, I'm here. I'm about to try to log in here. Um, but we, our, our motto is, it says right on here, right underneath Jabroni Brothers, it says two guys who like pies. So we tried to get something that would rhyme, obviously. Um, so we did go with the pie angle, although it's not, we don't call them pies much up here in Northeastern PA. Um, but on our menu, we do reference, you know, pizza pies and, and stuff like that, because mostly everything we made was was a round tray of of, of pizza and i just made called it a tray a yeah, round but, tray <laughs> but it was a, a round pizza is what we made what um, was the what was the most popular pizza when you guys were doing it uh buffalo chicken without a doubt yeah everyone loved the buffalo chicken and, and that's what we list on there that's we call it we called it the feature because it was our most popular now we had strombolis that we called jabrolis oh uh, yeah you know so that was you know but the, we we would take the uh, we would take our regular uh, pizza sauce and we would mix our um, hot wing sauce in with the pizza and then of course we we did our chicken and we marinated it into the hot wing sauce and then we when we take it out we drizzle it with some blue cheese on there not you know enough to 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 you know to give it some of that flavoring and to take away some of that kick and then uh, but not not nothing that overpowered it but that was definitely the feature was was the buffalo chicken that was number one oh, that, that you have my mouth watering um <laughs> that's one of my favorite styles but also one that i find a lot of people don't do well yeah um so that sounds delicious i'll also a give a shout out while we're talking chicken pizzas um donato's pizza did a nashville hot chicken pizza with like jalapenos and pickles on there and chunks of ch oh that was that was well done mm. Mm -hmm. Sorry. The chicken wing, I, I, chicken wing pizza from uh, Liverpool Pizzeria. When you would get the slice, Ethan, that, that, that was that was, was fucking delicious. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you oh, know yeah. what would be, I gotta would go be great if I got to, if I got to try one of those slices. But you know, your friend, and I'm blanking on his name, Glenn. But Glenn, right? Glenn <laughs> bought the last two <laughs> right in front of me, and I never got to try it. To this, Matt end. tells right. this story all this story. the time. <laughs> there was two. There was two slices and it was the first time you guys took me there and glenn bought them both that's how you know they're good i'm actually surprised he did that i mean i don't you know i don't remember what his taste was i never you know hung out with him enough but that's that's pretty funny i mean i usually i liked to do one chicken wing and usually like one garlic because i had an amazing garlic slice too yeah but um they weren't making any was it like the, the last tray of, of pizza they were making for the night or or you just didn't want to wait or i don't think we wanted to wait mm. Yeah, because it was um, mid afternoon. It was like three o'clock or something. Yeah. Okay. Now, but, now uh, I will say now that ooh, now that Greg's back. If you guys do, if I had to pick a favorite pizzeria, you guys ever find yourself in uh, Ohio, in either Cleveland, Columbus, or Cincinnati, or Kansas City? They're also in Kansas City. Uh, Dewey's Pizza. Like if I had to choose one, Dewey's is excellent. They make one a seasonal called the Tito Santana, which is like. A phenomenal freaking taco pizza which i wouldn't have been a fan normally of but holy cow is a good um what was the name of it again dewey's pizza dewey's i have a buddy that lives out well he's originally from liverpool which is uh east liverpool uh, ohio yeah uh or no sorry 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 lakewood lakewood oh I'm shit thinking. yeah they've got a, they've got a location in lakewood yeah, right out, right outside of Cleveland. 
and yeah, uh, I'll have Dewey's to let him has know. a location in Lakewood. It's yeah, he'll he'll know them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I I, I don't know where he lives. I know he's still in Ohio, in, in and around the Cleveland area. I'll have to ask him, but I'll definitely I'll definitely tell him uh, and, and see what he says too. Yeah, he, he'll do. He's a guy that likes his food and pizza. So if you get what I'm saying, he'll definitely he'll he'll give me an honest uh, opinion yeah. of it. I mean, they'll do You can do a half and half of anything, even if it's half red and half white, they'll do it for you. And uh, they've got some really good pizzas there, man. I'm, I'm missing it right now. Um, before oh. before we talk about Greg's second beer, I just have a quick observation. <laughs> I have a quick observation. Uh, either on last week's pod or like two pods ago, I can't remember. Uh, we we talked about uh, hot dogs, and um, I got a random text from brother Jeremy a few days ago, and he was like, "I can't believe you guys talked about hot dogs on the podcast for like twenty minutes." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, wait, did we? I don't remember this." And and now we literally just talked about pizza for at least twenty minutes. So oh, like, a, a we're not done on the pizza, are we? <laughs> we oh we were still we were still talking about pizza. Oh, all right. I was gonna say. I hope I, I still got I still got more. I'm actually <laughs> I'm trying to get into the uh, into the Facebook page right now if yeah. I can. But uh, no, uh, right. Oh, I'm in. I nailed it. <laughs> Yo, yeah. before before you do that, Aunt Kayla came through. It is a um. It's called the the most loyal um at, okay. at trophy. Um, it's a basil pesto, basil pesto, mozzarella, uh, Roma tomato, roasted chicken, and honey. That's the uh, the pizza. Honey or hot honey? It says honey. I don't remember if it was hot or not, but either way, it's. Honey. I mean, tro- trophies pizzas, like I said, trophies pizzas are amazing. Um, you know, I'll tell you. Greg, if you find yourself in North Carolina, go to Trophy. They do do a very good job. Um, ooh, no, I'm. I'm That's I, by far. I had, I've had pizza probably. for two of my meals today, and I'm getting hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> Last night was Dollar Dog Night. We were at the Rail Riders game. Your uh, AAA affiliate for the Yankees. They they uh, they won. This was the first first time we went to a Rail Riders game this year that they actually won. Um, and uh, the the dude that I was texting you about Colin last time I was there he's about six foot eight uh he's like the size of judge uh he's the first baseman Ronald Guzman he hit a, a tank opposite field uh in the bottom of the eighth inning two-run bomb that gave him the lead and, and they ended up winning three to two but it was dollar dog night last night the kid the kid that was selling me the hot dogs I got two of them he was like, these are the best hot dogs you are ever going to have. And I was like, but. <laughs> <laughs> They're a dollar. Yeah, trust me. It's it's okay. I, I get it. I, I know what I'm getting. Yeah, I know what I'm getting into. I've eaten Scrapple before. I lived in Philadelphia. So. <laughs> <laughs> but they're ballpark dogs, so they just taste so much better. Oh, my gosh. It tasted phenomenal. And I had... I had the, the girl at the stand was like, what, what do you want to drink? And I said, I don't know. This thing says hobo on it. It looks good. Lord hobo. Um, I said, give me that thing. And it, it was tasty. It was really, really good. Remember what it was called? Was it juice Lord? Was it Angelica? Was it juice, juice Lord? Juice Lord. Yeah. 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 It was good. It went down smooth. It went down quick. 
And I said, that's it. I'm only, I'm only having one. I was topping myself off. That's good though. It, it's like a 7% beer. You eat it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really tasty that I'm drinking. I, I'm big into sours too. Uh, so I, I found this, I told Colin, I texted him. I said, I, I didn't know if my buddy from hysteria, he had sent out the uh, beer for me on, on Monday. So I didn't know if it would be here today. And we were doing a whole bunch of things. We were running around uh, this morning, uh, soccer practice and going and doing other things. So I went and I, I stopped at the, the distributor to pick up a four pack so I can have something while I was here. Cause I literally have one beer in the whole entire house. Well, now I don't, but I did. So I yeah. picked this up. It was, I was looking of course for a milkshake IPA. That's what I was looking for. But I saw this and I was like, I have to get it because it's a strawberry French toast. It says, Ooh. um, yeah. It's uh, a fruited and spiced sour ale. This is it's only five and a half percent, but you you were talking about the guava puree before. This is made with strawberry puree, uh, dark maple syrup, which I actually just got a hint of it. I don't know maybe because I said it. Uh, cinnamon, nutmeg, and ground vanilla bean. Um, there's definitely a lot of flavors going on in it, and I, I'm getting them all. Uh, which is yeah, that, that's uh, Duclaw, right? That that's Duclaw that Brewing. Yeah, they're out, out of Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're known for um, Sweet Baby Jesus, their mm -hmm. peanut butter porter, um, and then they've got a couple series. They've got the Sour Me This series and uh, the Pastryarchy series, which are yeah. pastry stouts. Um, so if you guys are in the Baltimore area, visit one of the brew pubs. Uh, good stuff. They've kind of kind of gone through some ups and downs in their business, but um sweet baby jesus is good and then uh after uh, my favorite store with duclaw is um a cleveland area grocery store chain pulled them from the shelves because someone complained that it was making fun of jesus in the name and <laughs> um the duclaw guys responded like no that that's just a saying we have like sweet baby jesus is delicious like mm -hmm. but okay you know we, we'll play with that so they released a follow-up beer to Sweet Baby Jesus called For Pete's Sake. <laughs> and uh, it was an str even stronger version of Sweet Baby Jesus. So um, they have a sense of humor, too. I don't I don't know if we talked about this last time I was on, but my buddy uh, from Hysteria Brewing, they, they were on uh, national. Uh, they went national on news. Because when they made a special brew after Le Lamar Jackson had won MVP for the for the Ravens, mm. um, they were sued by I don't know if it was the NFL or whomever, but they actually have a copy of the letter, and I'm pretty sure they have it uh, they have it uh, framed and up it in in the brewery, but they were sued for like copyright, like it, it looked too much like uh you know lamar jackson because they had a picture of him on the front of the uh of the can so they had to like change the logo uh, you know like lamar jackson has like a visor on his helmet so they had to take the visor off the helmet um it was it was called it was uh the name of it was mvp was the name of it um but they were definitely they were sued they made you know national coverage which was which was pretty cool for them of course you know, to get your name out there any way you can to get your name out is, is, is good. So, 
Yeah, it's funny um, how breweries will find themselves in those situations. I mean, everyone's trying to to um, come up with a, a catchy name or you know something like that that um, garners attention and will will catch people's attention on the um, on the shelves because you know everything's a battle for shelf name you know for shelf space now. Uh, my favorite that's like that Voodoo Brewing, which I'm wearing their hat right now. Um, Voodoo Brewing is based in Meadville, Pennsylvania, on Western PA. Uh, they they're pit fans, so they they had a brew called H2P for Hail to Pit, and uh, they they got a letter from Pittsburgh saying that it was <laughs> copyrighted by the University of Pittsburgh, and they couldn't they couldn't use it anymore. They had to change the name. So um, feeling cheeky, they came. <laughs> Um, they they renamed that beer uh, non trademark infringement alba mater IPA, um, <laughs> which I think is phenomenal and is a is a nice fuck you to the university saying like like it just it just called H two P if you've got a damn trademark on that they're still going to release the beer they were just trying to support Pitt because they're Pitt fans but. Um, yeah, I, I, I do like me some non-trademark infringement alma mater IPA. It's very good. Well, well Matt, have you have you learned that since living in Pennsylvania that Pitt sucks and you should <laughs> never support them? Um, I mean, you know, I've learned that everyone in this state is uh, are crazy suckers for college football and. Meh. <laughs> although although the one year kentucky was good and beat penn state in the bowl game matt would not shut up about kentucky <laughs> winning that game i, was I like, just thought it was funny that you guys lost to kentucky i mean come on take <laughs> a little touch and it's back I, on the bus, kentucky. okay now i will say this people in kentucky are even worse than you guys in pennsylvania so um about basketball about about college sports and there was there were such bandwagon football players or football fans like yeah well that was the first time they were good in what ever yeah they beat south carolina every year though like that's that's one of our achilles heel we can never (laughs) beat kentucky no matter how good we are kentucky stinks we never can beat them ever i will i will start continue to send you text column whenever I'm in Penn state, whenever I'm in happy Valley about how happy Valley is and all that happy, but <laughs> I will always send that to you. Wait, wait, I, visit wait. I, got, I got a good, I got a good quick segment idea since we were talking about college football, the four of us are going to pick the win totals for Penn state and for Syracuse <laughs> and Greg and I are going to pick Syracuse and Ethan <laughs> and Matt are going to pick Penn state. And then, Who's ever closest at the end of the year, at the end of the season, gets their their beer of choice. Somehow they they got to get it. Like from from this this group, we'll we'll send the beer. We'll we'll do whatever. Uh, I mean, I'm all I'm all for so a beer to that. <laughs> I'm all for a beer bet. Hey, you know, unfortunately, Greg, I, I won't be sending you any milkshake IPAs from Tired Hands, but um, we'll we'll figure something else out. So yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Is is Penn State supposed to be good this year? I don't know anything about college football. They're not they're not ranked in the preseason coaches poll. I'll give you that. Mm. But they have a what is Clifford a seventh year senior yes. at this point. The court, but they have a, an even better quarterback behind them. So yeah, I'll yeah, say nine. Right. Nine wins. Nine wins. Okay. 
wait, are we going like official count right now? Like I, I was going to look at the, the schedule. Yeah, give me, I need some time. Oh, yeah. just, oh, there's Reese. Oh, yeah. I thought no, we were I, just doing it no, off the right, seat of our No, 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 no. This, this is good. This is good. Matt, Matt, and Greg will be in their own categories, and Ethan and I are just going to go on instinct. Okay. <laughs> yep. So Ethan's got nine wins for Penn State. Uh, I'm going to go with five wins for Syracuse. Oh, that's too higher than I expected. Yeah, I was going to. I, I, I was. I expected you to say three. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, I figured they're going to get. They they got to have some gimmies on the non-conference that. I mean, even Syracuse. Nobody's a gimme anymore. That, that's true. Yeah, I mean, wasn't wasn't Liberty a gimme? Gimme? Like, come on. <laughs> that was the worst ending to a football game. That was even worse than the fourth and five, and I was there for that live at Penn State. Like, I think you just did. You just call us a gimme? Was that an Italian joke? No, 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 no. I I misspoke. I meant to say gimme. <laughs> I thought it was an Italian joke. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't wade there. Wade into that. We like to keep it PC on this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, right right that's stupid that's... bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Let's see. Let's see. You got to look it up right now. Let's see. Syracuse. I was. I was just looking up the. Uh, I got the menu pulled up of the Jabroni Brothers, the pizza pies, and I was looking at our prices. You could tell this is pre, 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 pre pandemic. <laughs> uh, you know, for a, a buffalo chicken pizza, only twelve bucks. Damn. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Like now, that's like thirty. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> you know, the price of chicken. Here's <laughs> Matt. Let me. I want to get your take on this because I feel like you're really instrumental in uh, understanding great food. Uh, so, <laughs> and. Uh, here, so this was my my favorite pizza that we made uh, was the Tony Soprano, and uh, we 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 would carry around a picture of the Sopranos, obviously with Tony and James Gandolfini uh, in the forefront, and we would often put our picture of Tony up, and we would usually uh, you know put a shot glass out of of homemade wine. So my buddy that that I I was uh, jabroni with, he made homemade wine. And he and I used to bring homemade wine to our gigs. And that's what we would partake in while we were making the pizzas. I love and, it. Uh, we would also bring, at that time, I just, I had an iPod. So we would play Italian music and I can get into a little bit. I'm sure, Ethan, I don't know if you remember, we played an Italian song uh, called A Compare. And that was kind of like our, our, our finish where we would hand out lyric sheets and everybody would sing along with us. Cause that's like the song of our family uh, on the Arcuri side, the A Compare, Chihuahua And we, we have a little, like little mini, uh, they call it a fish galette, but it, it, it's just like a little mini, uh, uh, like you would get in, 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 in elementary school, just like a, a little mini, uh, I don't know, a little mini, Kazoo recorder, yeah, a recorder. Yeah. It, it was it was the recorder though. So we we would have we we broke the recorder off though. So it was only about like this big, and we would play. And that that's what the Italian fish galette is. Uh, but it goes through all these different instruments. Like I would, Ethan, I would think you would love it. Like it's talking about all in Italian, the trombones and the saxophones and all that stuff. Uh-huh. But um, oh, that's when the, the neighbor came across the hall and started yelling at us, right? When we were singing, probably, oh. most, likely. most likely, but I'll, I'll have to send it to you. I'll have to send you the, the song yeah. and everything. 
I know Ethan will greatly appreciate it with Definitely. you know the musical background, but the <laughs> the Tony Soprano was uh, it was a stuffed crust pizza, and, yeah, and it was stuffed crust. It was a stuffed crust because you know obviously being Italian, being in the mob, they had to be underground and sometimes had to be you know hidden away. But here's the here's the kicker: the stuffed crust. Normally, when you get like a, a stuffed crust, it, it it's a cheese. And that crust would be, if you were talking about a round uh, pie of pizza, that cheese would be in like, you know, the, the part of the, the, the crust that you're holding. So for us, what we would do is we would do a thin layer of crust and Tony, Tony Soprano's choice of food was gabagool, which is, you know, hot Italian capicola ham. So we would get slices of gabagool and we would put that down and we would layer that on the, the crust. And then we would put another thin layer of crust on top of that. And then we would do our sauce. We do our cheese and we called it the Tony Soprano. When you bit into that, you got that hidden layer of the gabagool. Now that was my favorite pizza. One, because I love Tony Soprano. I never referred to him as James Gandolfini and God rest his soul. I can't see him ever playing a different role. Uh, but I love Tony Soprano and I love Gabagool myself. Uh, yeah. So, so for me, that was always my favorite pizza that we made. Uh, it wasn't a, a, a huge hit with others. Um, but for me, the Gabagool hidden inside, it was the play on the mob reference and everything. And, and obviously if you were a big Soprano fan, you knew, you know, Gabagool was, was big with Tony. He always used to just take it out of the refrigerator Karma always used to yell at him. You'd just be eating it out of the package, you know, throw it back in the refrigerator and that would be it. But that was my favorite pizza that, that we would make. You got to tell me if you ever do get the band back together. Cause I want to figure out a way to, uh, <laughs> to get the jabroni brothers down to Southeastern Pennsylvania. And Matt will personally plan. fund your reunion tour. I will. Yeah. I'm, you, 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 you know, if, and if it's after October 1st, I'll bring it to my plant. And I can have the company fund that. <laughs> and nice. get Ethan up here. Ethan can enjoy some pizza with us too. Yeah. Try that buffalo like, chicken. Do you make yeah. do you make a vegan pizza? We can. Listen, vegan we, wasn't a thing back in 2013. No, no. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get I'm trying to be politically correct here on the menu. So we have on our menu, it says the last thing we have on here says no. If there's a pizza slash jabroli that you don't see and would like just ask our menu is endless so yes <laughs> if that's what you want that's you what go. you got well i mean i've got a sister-in-law and a girlfriend who are both vegan yeah and, listen, um, we appeal to all i'll tell you i've been i've been dabbling in vegan pizzas and they are much better than i thought they would be i still have stuff to learn um but there's a lot out there uh for vegan cheeses um, one specifically is this it, it sounds weird I'm, I'm going to tell you it sounds weird hang with me it's <laughs> pourable mozzarella for pizza like it literally comes in a bottle and you pour like a quarter cup out and then you just pour it on top of your pizza like you just swirl it. and after the baking it becomes like a cheese texture <laughs> and it's actually pretty damn good um, Don't knock it till you try it, right? It's it's so weird it because you see it and you go like, "What the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> what what like sludge 
from like waste from an industrial process is this that it's going to turn into cheese like but holy crap is it good so there's, there's a shout out 20th street pizza in philadelphia is an only vegan pizzeria um and they've got like uh 10 or 15 different styles we you know we tried their scalloped potato pizza we tried their grandma pizza we tried their regular pep- all of them were very good um surprisingly very very good and again it's one of those things like you know i, I would have never tried it uh, just off the street but i was i was very impressed so anyway now i'm very glad that this exists i think that's wonderful uh that's really great for the aforementioned girlfriend and sister-in-law but all all i can think of is ron swanson when he tries vegan bacon at the fancy grocery store and he takes the sample and he tosses it directly in the trash and then he's like another please and, and then and then the guy hands him another piece of the vegan bacon and he goes directly in the trash <laughs> and he's like i just want to make sure that no one else has to eat this <laughs> So that's all that makes me think of. But no, I'm I'm glad it exists. They were they were talking uh, today uh, after I picked up Luciano from soccer this morning. We were listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, and they were they had some uh, guests on, and they were talking about BLTs. And they're like, "How do you feel about turkey bacon on your BLT?" And they're like, "Listen, there's the the, the she was like she's like when I was growing up, my family would be like." Uh, hey, we're going to eat healthy tonight. We're going to have BLTs. There is nothing healthy about BLTs. You want you want the bacon bacon, not the turkey bacon. You <laughs> want the bacon. real stuff. Oh, yeah. For me, I've always said, unless, unless it's pizza, to me, if there's no meat involved, it's not a meal. Like, that, that's just how I always have felt. Um, but again, to each their own. I am not going to alienate anyone. Whatever you want we can produce yep even human flesh they'll do the cannibal pie for you <laughs> yeah listen so. uh now you're getting into that republican stuff watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's what that's the pilot episode of bob's burgers right wait is that right i don't remember i watched the pilot so long ago now yeah oh funny stuff how's your uh, predictions coming along boys Colin, I'm not um, looking anything up. I'm still looking up Jabroni. No, dude, here. they want to make their they want to make their predictions in like two months. Yeah, Colin, they, when the season's half over. <laughs> yeah, Syracuse is going to beat Wagner. They're going to beat Boston College, maybe, and they're going to beat UConn, and that's it. Ah, <laughs> they're going to lose on else. the juice. They're going to lose to everyone else. Wait, is this inside information? Because I'm making the Syracuse prediction. You're making the, the Penn State prediction. Yeah, but I, I but I looked up Syracuse. I mean, it's it's going to be bad. Who's All the right. coach? Is it All still right. that Babbers guy or no? Yep. Babbers. Babbers. Oh, I did that last time. I said Babbers. Yeah. Do you know what it I is have in a my prediction mind? by the weekend. It's Dino versus Dino. That's the thing that I think I mess up. Which is it? Dino. Dino. And for some reason, I thought that was where the question was, That, but that Babbers I was confident about. Okay. Yeah. Dino Babers? <laughs> yep. That's an all-time name, regardless of whether it's Babers or Babbers. That's fantastic. I think I said this last time, too. But <laughs> I just haven't thought of him since the last time we talked about him on the podcast, like six months ago or whatever it was. <laughs> Dino Babers. That's a great fucking name. I mean, that's great. Anyways. Colin, I'll give you eight wins. Penn State, eight wins. Eight wins. All right. Who do you think okay. they're going to lose to? Ohio State, Michigan, Auburn, and uh, let's throw a wild card in there. 
Um, uh, and Mar- maybe like Maryland or Michigan State surprises them. They're never going to lose to Maryland, but maybe Michigan State. Michigan State will definitely beat them. Uh, Michigan State always beats Penn State. They have their number. They do. They do. And, they're, uh, they're like the kryptonite. Colin, yeah, Colin loves Michigan State. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just looked at the schedule. Yeah, two. Put me down for two. Uh, See, that, two that's more realistic. Two, two wins for SU. Yeah, I just Wagner looked at the and schedule. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, you're looking at Louisville, Purdue, Wagner, Clemson, Pitt, Wake, UConn, Virginia, NC State, Notre Dame, Florida State, and Boston College. That's actually yeah, that's a tough schedule. Virginia? <laughs> yeah, Virginia. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, my wife makes fun of me all the time when I have the R's on it again sometimes. I like it. It only comes out sometimes. Bocker, yeah. you know, pizza. <laughs> Uh, well guys i have to say you know what's really impressive about this episode we talked about pizza for 45 minutes so we didn't talk about the yankees which i've been waiting for this to happen which is good we talked about gallo yeah we talked about the phillies we didn't talk the yankees might be like the first episode ever excellent yeah Yeah. very impressive do you want you want you want me to uh, you want me to give you a fun yankee thing real quick Oh, sorry. Yeah. Real quick. All right. So three people on this call at least know who cousin Alex is and (laughs) every single time. So he's a, he's a huge Cubs fan, fan. huge Cubs fan. And, and he's just like still butthurt that like they, they sold all the players off and, and everything. And, you know, Rizzo is on the Yankees and every time Rizzo hits a homer, does something good. I text him. I have like this, this long Rizzo or I text him like a Rizzo <laughs> gift or something like that. He got, so, he, he, he's gotten to the point where he gets so mad that he just said, lose this number. <laughs> the one <time. laughs> Well, we just, the Philly just got uh, Robertson back. Yeah, who, yep. who when when the Phillies acquired him from the Yankees, obviously the Phillies were like, "Hey, this is our bullpen guy!" Like finally, and I think he pitched a total of six games for the Phillies in in two years. the The second year of the contract, he never pitched a single game. He was injured, and then obviously he went to, you know, went to be a Cubby. And, and the the thing with him is, he said like, "I just want to prove to the Philadelphia fans like." this is who I am. Like you didn't really see, you know, the picture that I was when I came here from the Yankees and all that stuff. And he's, you know, one of the, the, the stars, if you will, of, of the Cubbies, uh, you know, who was let go at, at, at deadline or traded at deadline. Yeah. Yeah. David Robertson, always that tiger's fight when he ran out from the, the bullpen, he did the high leg, uh, the, the high knee, <laughs> Uh, in the outfield, one of the greatest videos of all time. Uh, classic, uh, classic. Before we uh, before we start closing out, Greg, tell us about beer number two. Mm. This is three. Oh, this uh, is three. Oh, you didn't tell us about yeah, uh, special beer number two. Yeah, so we talked oh, about the, the strawberry hey, French toast. Oh, that was the number two. Okay, all right. Yeah, so what's number, number three? Two. Yeah, no, number three. I went back to gotta haze them all. We'll get back to gotta haze them all. Sorry, yeah, the French toast one was number two. Duh. Okay. Yeah. 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 You you can't you can't get them all if you don't get them all. So I'm I'm going that's, back to get them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And uh, here's you know before whatever, but uh, I I've been texting Colin about 
the unwritten podcast uh, with Ron Darling and Jimmy Rollins. Of course, obviously, I'm a huge Phillies fan, so I love I love J Roll in, in any capacity. But the two of them together are really really good, and there are some episodes if if you want like really really good stuff just to like laugh and to listen to Sean Casey when he's on is is yeah. gold. Sean Casey is gold with them. Sean and Casey. I love I love Sean Casey on MLB the network. Like I, I actually I love listening to him just talk hitting, but I also love listening to him. He's gold on it. The other day they had uh full holes on uh about hazing um rookies Pool Holtz was phenomenal. That was another great episode. And there was another one, and I, I can't think of, of who it was. I'd have to look it up to see. But there was another one that was just – it was incredible to listen. Now, the first one had Larry Boa on it. Um, and it was talking about, you know, uh, I think it was talking about hitting hitting batters. Um, so that that was a good one with, with Boa. Again, Philly Connection. Uh, but I'll have to look up what the other one was. But there's there's a couple going. Some of them are are okay, but for sure the one with with Boa, with Sean Casey, with Pujols. Um, oh, the other one was Gary Sheffield. Gary Sheffield's was oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Those those four for sure. Okay. If, if you're listening for something to, to 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 listen to, just you know, 45 good minutes. Um, those guys were were golden on there. They were really really good. Yeah, Sheffield was talking about the fights. He was talking about the one fight when he was with the Tigers and uh, he was on first base and he just like broke down the whole thing. Like why he went after the pitcher and what he was oh, waiting cool. for and everything. Like it was just it was waiting, crazy. waiting for him to say something to me. And he goes, yeah, if he yeah. said something, I was going, yeah. he said he walked down to first base. He didn't say anything, but when he got to first base, he said something and it was on. <laughs> it's, it's good. It was good. Yeah. yeah Dude, he had 509 homers. I always forget that. He, he had fucking 500 homers. Yeah. He was around. Long time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably 50, more than 15 years, probably. He played 95 games when he was 20, and he played his first full-ish season when he was 21, and he didn't, uh, his last season, he was 40. So, I mean, if, uh, 1989 to 2009, basically. Oh, wow. So, real, some real longevity. Um, and he wasn't, I'm looking right now, other than 2006 with the Yankees he was not hurt very much he played um uh you know he played a lot of real full seasons uh 1991 too but but yeah 509 homers I always forget that crazy there's a real he he tells a real good story about Jimmy Rollins when Rollins was a rookie and uh in a fight broke out where they were Rollins and Sheffield were on opposite sides of uh uh, you know, they were on different teams. Uh, and, and Sheffield tells a story, you know, about Jimmy Rollins. And and, and I don't want to give the whole story away. You got to listen to it because they tell it way better. But uh, it's definitely a, a pretty good take. It was for for me, the, those four episodes, Boa, Casey, Sheffield, Pool Host, I would listen to those. They're really, really good. Okay. Great. Good stuff. All right, boys, what do we want to end on? Who wants shout-outs? Who wants to do something special? Nothing for me. <laughs> well, that that I knew. Uh, okay. <laughs> 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 
I'll give, I'll give a shout out again to my boy, Jeff Lopes, Hysteria Brewing down in uh, Columbia, Maryland. Uh, you know, this was, this was my first taste. I know you guys, uh, Ethan and, and Matt, I know you guys have, have had, uh, a, a, at least one beer from, from Hysteria. So, uh, you know, shout out to him, shout out to my boy, Billy, uh, who's my jabroni broski. Uh, we're going to have to get the band back together because I have and, a feeling, uh, uh, we got to get Matt involved in this. Uh, I actually, <laughs> and I came up with an idea. That's great. Um, a shout out to hot honey is that's my shout out. That's my <laughs> shout out for today. Yeah, definitely. You know, I yeah, won't, that. I won't get on you because you bought all that beer today. So. <laughs> <laughs> I earned it. I earned a little bit of uh, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> earned a little bit. Come on. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think, 